Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 138. From time to time, we get a chance on the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast to meet the Royal Caribbean crew members that are largely responsible for making these amazing ships function as well as they do. Getting this inside view of the operations of these Royal Caribbean ships is a unique opportunity, and this week, I am pleased to welcome to the show Allure of the Seas Hotel Director, Joao Mendonca. I recently spoke with Mr. Mendonca while on board Allure of the Seas to talk about how he keeps the largest cruise ship in the world running as well as it does. Here we go. You know, a Royal Caribbean cruise offers a lot to guests. There's there's so much that goes into it from the various activities to the great restaurants and really everything in between. It's the thing that we always talk about as, wow, why do we take a Royal Caribbean cruise and we can go on for hours talking about what we love about it. But at the end of the day, it's really the underappreciated aspect of it is this isn't just happenstance. It's not just a bunch of things thrown together and it magically happens. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And, and I think that this week we wanted to focus on uh, a really important aspect of looking behind that scenes. And as many of many of you know, I was on uh, Allure of the Seas a couple weeks ago. And, you know, it, I had the unique opportunity, in fact, to talk to the hotel director of the cruise, Joao Mendonca, about Allure of the Season. Joao, you're joining me here. Welcome to the Rokerman Blog Podcast. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to have you on and with your group as well. And I want to thank you for the opportunity, for the exposure. And of course, you're giving Royal Caribbean for us. It's great. Um, just to answer, you know, in uh, I have to answer in, in different phases because uh, there's so much information there. Um, I think what differentiates us from the rest of the industry is obviously we focus, you know, the little details that make the difference, you know, the little things that differentiate us from the rest of the uh, the industry. Uh, like I said, you know, it's we, we need to look at the little things, um, you know, from you know the towel animals that we have, for instance, in the room, which of course I know everybody runs to the room every single night, special kids to see what that. I love uh, those things. Forget <laughs> the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from our adventure ocean program, uh, which is absolutely amazing. Obviously, the ship. Having a nursery as well, it's you know it's such a um, it's 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 such a great thing, especially for parents when they want to have a little alone time as well. And sure. obviously, we provide that service, the babysitting and all that. The facilities are absolutely amazing up there. Um, you know, the ship is divided into seven neighborhoods. Um, the way we do it is obviously there's uh, each neighborhood has has got its key features. For instance, if I start from the back of the ship, meaning you know from the the boardwalk, you know this obviously the the aqua theater is an amazing venue which we offer two different kinds of show. We have the Ocean Area, and you'll see another show towards the end. It's called Let Me Entertain You. It's more directed and focused, you know, for the kids, um, where all the characters come on, and they do all different kinds of things there with the kids as well. But the Aqua Show is an absolutely amazing uh, feature that we have. You know, it's uh, it's a very sensitive uh, theater as well, and there's a lot of preparations. We have an Aqua Theater stage and production manager. You know, he's got a team of uh, 10 people working with him from sound, from lights, from riggers, um, then of course we have an aqua cast and we have an acro cast as well because they do all these acrobacies in there too. Um, it's very dangerous because you know the ship has to be almost 100% still. Will never be 100% still, but you know the rolling has to be and the pitch has to be very very low. And one of the things the navigational team does, they put out the stabilizers when we have the shows, try to keep it uh, as as calm and stable as possible. Um, but you know it, as I said, it's very sensitive. So anything. Obviously, we have certain rules and regulations that we can operate the show, and many times we've had to pull it, or we have had to postpone it because of bad weather or because of the pitching and rolling. 
So for us, the number one importance is always the the the, the safety of the entertainers. Sure. And then of course we have the two rock walls on the side that are absolutely amazing. I mean, it's um, I've never done it. I I don't fit the profile of going up there. I'm a heavy guy, so um, I've never done it. But I, you know, talking to guys that have done it, they say it's you know it's a great experience. Absolutely. Um, you know, you look out when you're standing up there and you reach the top and you look, you see the back of the ship. Yeah. It's amazing, right? Absolutely. Um, then, of course, in that in the boardwalk area, the boardwalk is all about the Coney Island experience. That's what we wanted to to bring, you know, to the ship. You know, obviously having the doghouse there with the hot dogs, which we have six different hot dogs from different parts of the world. They're absolutely amazing. As you can see, I'm an avid uh, fan there. I, I make my regular stops. You know, it's called quality control. Quality control, that's there right. There you go. <laughs> Someone's got to test them out. Absolutely. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. But mm-hmm. but then again, you know, we have also the um, the carousel, which is, of course, the main feature of the boardwalk besides the aqua theater. You know? So we have the, the fun part, and then we have the entertainment part there as well. And, of course, to support that, we have Johnny Rockets, which is, of course, it's a franchise that we've been working since the Voyager first came out with the first Johnny Rockets, uh, and it's an amazing product. I mean, uh, it's, we are the only ship as well. I'm not the only ship, but I would say we're the only company. I think we're the only company that has Johnny Rockets, but the Oasis and Lure are the only two ships that actually provide complimentary breakfast for the yes. Johnny Rockets, which is, is very, very good as well. Um, and then, of course, on the opposite side, uh, we started this ship in 2010. When we launched it, we had a, uh, we had a venue they called... Um, it was called Rita's Cantina, yes. and Rita's Cantina was uh, a Mex- traditional Mexican, uh, but we we wanted to keep the Mex- Mexican theme in that area there because we, we think it goes well with the whole venue there. Um, so we created uh, Sabor. Sabor was not originally implemented on the ship, it was another ship, which was a Navigator, it was the first ship that came out. Yep. It did very well there, it went on to the Oasis when they had their first dry dock, and of course when we had our dry dock in Cadiz last year, because we go every five years, we took the opportunity to kind of sort of, you know, uh, revamp that area a little bit and bring something which I believe is, uh, it's got more quality and it's yeah. got a different appeal as well. The menu is absolutely amazing. That is very, very good. And I know you've been having your uh, tuna tacos there. I love the tuna tacos. It's my favorite as well. Anything with tuna is my favorite. <laughs> yes. And it's, uh, it's so good. You know, it's just, absolutely. and it's quick. You know, it's, it's, you go there, you have a quick bite, you're on your yeah, way. It's wonderful. It's amazing. And yeah. also... So it's 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 at the same time it's casual, but it's also a little refined as well from what we used to have before. You Absolutely, know? we moved away from all that fried stuff that we had before. So there's some great dishes there. So that's a little bit. Of course, then we have um, you know we have the uh, the cones and scoops we have there, which we we basically combine in dry dock. We combine the cupcakes, which used to be on deck number five, where we have the Kate Spade now. Yes. So we moved the the cupcakes together with the ice cream. You know. It wasn't bad just to have ice cream. We, we went ahead and gave it more calories and put the cupcakes yeah. together. So if you're going to damage yourself, you damage it you know, one time, right? <laughs> like I always say. One thing we did was, you know, originally we had, uh, we were making our own ice cream, which was great. But, you know, we revisited the partnership that we had with Ben & Jerry's. So we went back to Ben & Jerry's. Ben & Jerry's is a great brand. I love Ben & Jerry's. And, you know, it's a very well-known brand in the yep. U.S. And I think throughout the world these days as well. Sure. I have seen it in different countries uh, in Europe. Um, so we partnered with them, and you know they were very happy to be you know featured on our ship. Um, so we we had the cupcakes, we have the Ben and Jerry's, and on the opposite side we got you know the retail stores, which are kind of in line with the type of uh, neighborhood that we have there. Absolutely. So that's a little bit about that. Then of course we have the Royal Promenade, which I believe is the heartbeat of the ship. Yeah. You know, it's really the center stage where 
everything kind of happens. Absolutely. Because it's not just about retail. It's not just about the different features. There. The main feature there, of course, is, is, is the rising tide. Yeah. That's the big feature of the, of the, of the neighborhood there. Uh, and it's an amazing feature, you know. It's got a, you know, it's got the water uh, features there, and it's got the lights and everything else. And it goes from deck number five up to deck number eight. Um, we, it's classified in the DNV society as an elevator. It kind of <laughs> really? is like an elevator, but it's uh, it's not really a ride. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have to have everybody sit down with helmets and strap, <laughs> seat belts, yep. seat belts, and the whole thing. We don't sure. want to do that, you know. We want you to have a drink there. It's a bar where you can you just enjoy yourself. Um, you know, and it's it's that's what it is really. But it's 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 amazing because, you know, you you kind of you can be kind of sort of on deck number six, and you kind of in between, and you have a great view of the of the promenade. It's it's really really good. Um, of course, we have the, the all the great jewelry that we have there. A couple of things that we did in dry dock there. Of, as I said before, we converted the, the cupcakes into Kate Spade. Uh, we also had a, a venue that was called Willow before. Which was part of our shops there. We converted that into Michael Kors. Okay. So we brought another huge brand, you know, into the revenue opportunities there in that area. There, of course, bringing new merchandise into, um, you know, into the Royal Promenade. Um, we continue, of course, with the pub. Pub sure. is an absolutely fantastic place to be. We've also had it last year during Dry Dog. We had a TVs there as well. So we have a sporting event like, you know, NBA, uh, MLB, uh, NFL. We had recently the. Uh, Super Bowl and the place was absolutely packed. Oh, sure. So it's kind of like a sort of a, a New York style, you know, East Coast uh, pub. Yeah. And you have the game going on, and you know, we had some finger food there as well, Smart. Yeah. which was very good. So people like that kind of stuff, you know. It's it's kind of interesting because you mentioned a couple of uh, changes the ship last year that Allure of the Seas has. What's been your observation, if you will, from that in in terms of what you're, you've seen from guests? Because a lot has changed on the ship. You mentioned some of them already. Rita's changing over to Sabor, which I love. Um, some of the, the retail changes on the Royal Promenade, um, uh, the, you know, some of the entertainment. You got Mamma Mia on board. Talk about what that what that transformation, the first real big transformation on the ship since it, she first debuted, and what that kind of reaction has been from that you're seeing as the hotel director. I, I think the big transformation has been, you know, uh, obviously finishing up the contract with the Chicago uh, folks and installing Mamma Mia. I think Mamma Mia is an absolutely amazing show. I know it's a two hours and ten minute show. There's an intermission there. It's two different uh, parts, but you know it's it's the first show where I've seen guests actually go back. People wanting to go back and see mm-hmm. it the second time. Um, it hasn't happened so much in the U.S. Although the shows are completely packed all the time, but in Europe, because I guess maybe the music appeals more to them. Um, even though there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of dialogue in in that show, it, which is great. Chicago also had a, a lot of dialogue as well, but. The thing about Mamma Mia is, even if you've never seen the movie with Mel Streep and, and Prius Brosnan and all those guys, you always can relate to the music. You yes. know, a lot of people go there just because of the music. Absolutely. In Chicago, you could go for the music, but you had to understand the movie. How it's all, there's a whole story behind. Same thing with Mamma Mia, but if you don't understand the story, if you don't understand the dialogue, you're not English speaking, you know the music. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you really get engaged, you get involved there. So I, you know, I, I meet a lot of guests saying, you know, it's a fantastic show. It's really elevated the whole experience here. Good. You know, the Allure was um, was nicknamed uh, or was labeled the ship of entertainment when she first came out because of Chicago and the second show, which you're about to see, um, which is called Blue Planet, yeah, which was also revamped during Dry Dock as well. We we added some new features to it as well. We changed some of the songs, so I had a big facelift, which is really really good. I think it's much better now than it was before. Um, uh, that's on the entertainment side. 
A couple of lot of things that people talk about is the conversion of the, the Viking Crown yes. to the Suite Lounge. Yeah. Uh, that was a big thing. And we needed to do something for our suites. You know, we, uh, you know, we never had the opportunity to do something different for them. Obviously, Rebecca recognized him in a different way, and they had a lot of amenities in the rooms. But outside of the rooms, we didn't really have an area where they can say, you know what, this is an area just for us, which is absolutely amazing. And at the end of the day, you know, they are paying much more. They're much paying a much premium price, you know, for their real estate, right? So it was, it made sense. And it was an area which were, was kind of underutilized during the day. A couple of folks would go there and read a book or whatever. But to be honest, there's other areas on the ship where they can do that as well. Um, we had entertainment there at night and really, you know, having such a huge down, such a huge space, the return we were getting in terms of get satisfaction and, and revenue just wasn't enough. So I think it made a lot of sense to do what we did. Obviously, again, Oasis was the pioneer in that because they went to dry dock first. And we had a lot of lessons learned from the, from the, uh, from the Oasis, so we corrected everything on here. Sure. They've since corrected that as well. Um, and we get, an, we get a, a huge, every time I go up there, you know, all the guests approach me and said, you know, we really like this lounge. Thank you for doing this for us because now, you know, we had, it's added so much more value for us to book a suite. You right. Know? So that's, that's, that's really another big thing as well. Um, the other thing we have is uh, we have a, a, a new store in, the, um, in Central Park. It's an extension of the Regalia from deck number five. It's called Regalia in the Park. Well, we have all of our Hublots, uh, Patek Philippe's, uh, all of our Rolex. We don't have Rolex, I'm sorry. But we have all the other expensive right. watches. Yeah. Um, we have there. So that's kind of where we can also do one-on-one consultations. It's more private. It's, it's a little bit more upscale, but it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, we wanted to get what the Oasis got. Oasis got Tiffany. We didn't get that. Uh, but yet. that's coming. Yep. I heard that's coming. Good. Uh, it's been doing very well there on Oasis. I was actually fortunate enough to be on Oasis when this was launched, oh, cool. So, which was really, really great. And the store looks amazing. Um, and you know, having it right next to Coach, it's, uh, it's a competition, but it's different because one is leather goods and the other is jewelry. So sure. it just complements each other in that area there. But um, I would say really the, the big things, you know, to go back to your question, is the show. And the lounge upstairs is absolutely amazing. And, of course, the, the specialty restaurants uh, and the new one is really support because all the other ones, they got a bit of a revamp in terms of menu. Yep. They launched new menus as well. Um, and the other big thing we did too, and we got a lot of comments, positive comments about it, is we actually broke up the royal suite that we had and the presidential suite. Okay. So they became smaller suites, uh, A and B suites, and we built two uh, large royal suites on deck 17. So basically, our royal suites are now together with all, all our loft suites, so they're all in the same area. So of course, the grand suites are still on deck number 12 and 14, but all the other ones are upstairs. And the two new suites, we kind of uh, uh, based ourselves on the, uh, the decor that we're gonna have on the Harmony, okay. and that we've had on the Quantum class. That type of uh, decor, that type of materials that we use, it's a more futuristic and more minimalistic as well at the same time, but sure. still very, you know, very uh, refined and very classy as well so but it's good I, I speak to the guests you know I, I make a point to speak to the guests in the top three suites you know which is our real loft suite and the two royal suites and you know I always get very good feedback you know good that's very good so that's another added value to the ship as well the dry dock is obviously we go in there because there's certain things from the technical standpoint that we have to do sure we take the ship out of the water and we clean the bottom of the ship we get a brand new coating of paint we painted the ship and everything else uh, we actually we actually had a, an issue with one of our Aussie pods. We got that corrected as well. We changed all the pods, and the propellers were all polished and everything, which was great. Uh, we also changed the uh, the housing of the uh, stabilizers too, 
that was done as well. And of course the stabilizer were all calibrated because after a certain while they have to be calibrated. And the, the turbines, we have basically 30,000 horsepower, 15,000 on the two turbines on the port side and on the starboard side. And we actually created a, a grill that actually is energy efficient too. Oh. So, um, so that's another thing as well. And we of course installed, we started installing and we are continuing installing our AEP project, which is the Advanced Emission Purification System, which we have to be in compliance by 2017, which is the reduction of the emissions into the air, because for us, it's extremely important, because, you know, we live by the oceans, and we have to protect yep. the oceans and the air as well. So that's the, that's really it. That's that's the big thing. Um, I would say in terms of challenges on board is, you know, finding that platform where you can appease to 75 to 80 different nationalities in terms of guest counts every single week. Yeah, We have people from all over the world. Um, predominantly it's from the US and Canada right now, this particular cruise, but it changes. If you had come in January, sailing with us in January, we'd have a lot of Brazilians. Mm-hmm. This this time now it's more the Canadians, I guess, they're the snowbirds are getting away <laughs> from from the winter, yeah. you know, and I don't blame them. <coughs> so, but predominantly it's always, you know, on average 35 to 4,000, uh, 3,500 to 4,000 American guests. So it's finding that platform where you, where you, you basically, you know, you reach out to everyone, you know. I think these kind of ships, they're very family-orientated as well. Yeah. I know that you have kids, and obviously the Adventure Ocean Program is very strong on the ship. It's pretty much throughout the fleet, but of course we have the opportunity with the facilities that we have here to do different things and offer different programs that perhaps maybe a smaller ship doesn't have. Um, but we also, on the other hand, also have more kids and more teens and everything else and more babies as well. But So we, we cater to, you know, to all kinds. You know, We have little ones there. And then of course we have the you know the teenagers that want to burn out all their energy. They have flow riders, they have zip line, they have rock walls and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So you know they can do that. Um, and then of course we have you know if you're into dining, you got a fantastic dining experience on board. We have between front and back bars, we have 32 bars all together. So you know there's enough. You know if you want to really have a good time, enjoy yourself. We offer different packages in terms of specialty dining and also on beverage packages too. And because when you put it all together, it actually works out very well for you. Yeah, those are um, and those packages are extremely popular. The drink packages yeah. have been very popular now for a number of years. People really latch onto that, and the dining packages are relatively new, yeah. but they seem to be catching on as well. Yeah, they, you get certain percentage based on the amount of restaurants that you go to. The more restaurants you want to book, the more percent you get. So yeah. it's an incentive because Absolutely. when you put it all together, it works out as a great deal for you. you know? yeah. So that's really it. So we have, like I said, we have a little bit for everyone, you know. So and we have different room categories and different types of entertainment as well, of course, because you know cruising is all about service and entertainment as well, of course. Um, It's just about having a good time as well, you know. When when people ask me, you know, why is it cruising so popular? Well, cruising is very popular because depending on the itinerary that you go to, you know, you can have three ports on seven days or four ports on seven days. If you had to go from Fort Lauderdale or from Miami or whatever down to these different ports and you had to book flights and hotels yeah. and transportation and, you know, transfers and food and everything else, when you put it all together, you probably end up paying double or triple of what you pay a right. person to come on a cruise. Absolutely. And we take you there. You enjoy yourself. We have a fantastic Shorex program as well. Yeah. They offer great excursions and they give you the tips and everything else. And one of the things which is, of course... It's great when they book, when guests book Surrey Excursions through us, is they are guaranteed. The price is guaranteed, and we will wait for them. If their tour is late, for whatever reason, we will not sail right. until everybody's back right. on board. 
something happens, you know, we have, uh, you know, proof to it operators as well. We have insurance for everything. So I always tell, you know, when guests tell me, oh, maybe it's a little bit cheaper to go with an independent tour. I said, it is, but on the other hand, you don't have all these benefits. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, I think everyone's safety is the most important thing. You know, Absolutely. You want to go on vacation, have a good time, and the last thing you need is dealing with any other external issues that might sure. happen. You know, so. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, you know, there's so much that goes into what a cruise ship does. And, and Royal Caribbean builds their ships not only structurally, but also infrastructurally, right, in terms of the personnel that make it work. It's not, it's not magic. It's not just luck. There's obviously a big process in there. And I was... As hotel director, let's start with something really simple. Give it, someone who has no idea what that means. What is that? Give give our listeners an idea. What is a hotel director responsible for, and what do you? Where's your? Where's, what do you oversee? What's your boundary in terms of what you how you, what you manage here on Alert the Seas? So the hotel director position is like a general manager position on land based hotel. Uh, my role and my responsibility is, of course, um, maintaining the you know the levels of service on board the ship. Uh, working with the different division heads that I have. I have 12 divisions within the hotel. Hotel is department. We have three departments on board. We have the navigation department, which is the deck department. We have the engineers led by the chief engineer. Uh, and, of course, the hotel, which is led by me. Now, the deck and the navigation is led by the staff captain and, of course, the captain who's got the overall command on board the ship. Um, the, the, the hotel guest's role, and together with his division heads, obviously is to coordinate all the arrangements and obviously all of them we I have the division heads in, in different uh, different different divisions from housekeeping to food and beverage guest services inventory an IT manager a revenue manager um, hotel maintenance manager because you know maintenance is not only when you go to dry dock yeah you know you have a one eight hundred number you can call maintenance here and we take care of any issues that is reported. Um, so it's a it's a twenty four seven you see people always painting, maybe changing a carpet or cleaning or whatever it is, um, so the the it's basically making sure all these divisions come together. Everybody's gelling together towards the common goal to make sure the guests have a fantastic and Absolutely. safe vacation experience. Yeah. Um, it's something I never like to talk about, but it's a reality. Um, if we have to, in a likely event that we might have an emergency, the hotel director is the leader for the evacuation control center, sure. and basically he makes sure. Is my role is to to get with the, my team. To ensure that all the guests are, are moved from whatever area they're at, whether it be a public area or in their staterooms, and we move them over to the assembly stations and the master stations, and then from there the captain takes over. We never like to talk about it, but it's the reality. These things yeah. do happen. Right, you're yeah, here, right? Yep. You've got to be prepared, and we train and everything else. Um, you know, to manage operation the size, we have different meetings. I have specific meetings uh, with my team. You know, two or three times a, a week. Um, I like to go around. Obviously, email is our big way of communication, so email go out to everybody. Uh, I like to keep everybody informed what's happening or what's going on. We, we, you know, right now we're in the middle of this voyage, but we're already thinking about next voyage. Sure. So we've already started preparing for next voyage. What's happening? You know, we got to cater to obviously groups is a big part of our business as well. We have sure. a conference room. We have four conference rooms here. Um, so we have dedicated group coordinators that handle those guests as well. We have international ambassadors. We have two on board. They take care of all our non-English speaking guests. They take care of all the collateral and all the paperwork that they need to have. Then we have, obviously, Drew, which is our cruise director. He's an amazing cruise director. And he does all the entertainment schedule. The good thing for us is that we're doing East and West every single week. Sure. So it's pretty much a set run for us. So that yeah. makes it a little bit easier. 
But we've had situations where we were constantly changing itinerary, and then everybody has to come together because you know maybe the show time is going to impact the food and beverage areas, or maybe the the meal times are going to impact the revenue areas. So sure. this is where everybody has to come together, and we all address it, and we all discuss, and we all find a way that it pleases everyone. I sure. always say this ship is like a castle made out of cards. You move one card, you take out one card, and everything falls That's down. Right. You know, it's said it's so structured in a way that everybody has to have a very good understanding. I think the biggest challenge we have is obviously when we have new management coming in that never worked on this class of ship. Yeah. I've been fortunate to take out the Oasis and the Lure, so I understand. <laughs> and I also worked short side for a year on the project, so I understand the different neighborhood concepts and I know the history why we do things sure. in a certain way, you know. Yeah. I, I always think, I always say that these two ships, the Oasis class, I call it the Oasis class because the Oasis and the Lure, right. they're a brand within a brand, you know. We, yeah. we, we are our own dedicated brand within the royal brand. Yeah. Some people look at me when I think when I, when I say that I said yeah, we are we are different. First of all the size is completely different. Yeah. You know, if something happens here it happens big scale. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we have obviously plan B, C and D. Do they always work? Maybe, you know, we've never gone to plan E. Yeah. But, you know, everything that happens that we've never gone through, we do a, a lessons learned and we are prepared next time it happens, we know how to react sure. right away. But our goal is always to prevent, prevent, prevent for things from happening. Right? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So looking at the, you know, the, you mentioned the waste class is its own animal, right? And we often get, you know, the question I always get is about, you know, I'm thinking about doing Oasis of the Seas or Allure of the Seas, or and then they're also weighing other Royal Caribbean options, right? Yeah. Freedom class, Voyager class, Radiance class, uh, Quantum class is the big one. Really, Quantum yeah. and, and, and Oasis class really go head-to-head a lot mm-hmm. of times. And, you know, there I always tell people it's like arguing between cuts of steak, do you like filet or do you like T-bone? At the end of the day, yeah. there's still cuts of steak and it's really good. They're both good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so when you're looking at it, I mean, what, what differentiates Allure and, and the U.S. class in general from the other classes of ships? Because it's, it's just the sheer breadth of, of options and, and entertainment and, 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 and activities on board. I mean, what, what is it for families? Where do you see really Allure's role as uh, what, what makes it a kind of class, a, a specific ship and a class of ships that if someone's saying, I'm booking a family vacation... I got to try this class of ship. I fully agree with you. I think if you want a family vacation, you know, action-packed and full of fun, you got to book an Oasis class ship. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen on the other ships. Absolutely. Either. But, of course, they don't have the facilities that we have here. They don't have the venues that we have here. Obviously, the size, you know, uh, plays a big part of that. Now, when we're talking about the quantum class, that's a little bit different as well. The quantum class like us as well, but I think they are more dependable on um, a technology. Mm-hmm. Technology is a, is a great source of uh, for us to operate, um, but technology works when it works, right? It works well. When there's no technology or if it breaks down, then we have a challenge. That's yeah. when we have to have plan B, C, and D. Yeah. Go back to the drawing board. But those ships, they they offer a, they offer a very similar uh, experience to what we offer here. But of course, you know, for instance, example, they have the North Star. We don't have the North Star. Right. You know, they don't have a zip line. We have a zip line. You know, yeah. they they still, they have one. Um, you know, they have another thing as well. They got one floor rider. We got two. two. Yep. But they have something we don't have, which is of course the uh, iFly, right? Which is amazing. You know, so it, I think I think it's to be honest. I think it's purposely done in a way sure. that everybody finds. You know what? I like to do this more, and I want to go there. For yeah. example, we have two uh, of our Pinnacle members. Pinnacle uh, uh, status is basically 700 cruises, uh, 700 cruise nights or more, um, and that's like the highest you right. know, that you have in the Crown Anchor Society uh, um, uh, program. Um, and we have um, Patrick Pezzacola, we call him Pez, and we have Vernon. You know, they're they're 
uh, avid members of the uh, Flo Rida King. Has the Flo Rida. I've seen yeah. him on he's there many Flo, times. Flo Rida yes. King. Yeah. And Vernon is also, you know, he's, he's a great person. I mean, they have growth, great, great guys. They keep coming back to the allure, you know, over and over again. Because they say, we love the experience here. Well, yeah. we, know, we know all the sports staff. You know, these guys are like our kids, you know, and we learn from them. They learn from us. Um, but we come because we love the floor rider, sure. you know. Uh, and they like other things on board the ship as well. And, and Pez says to me many times, I could go on the, on the quantum class. Well, the quantum is in, in Asia, so we couldn't go there. But, you know, the anthem is here selling out of New York. The thing is, he lives in Florida, so it's so, easy for him. Yeah, slammed up. But he said, one. if I lived in New York, I probably would fly down here because not only do you have the flow rider, you have other things that I like. Mm-hmm. Now, some people might go to the quantum class because they prefer maybe, uh, I don't know, but the different types of shows. Sure. They have a 270 lounge. Uh, it's a different style of rooms as well. Yeah. But, you know, to really, I think, you know, to really kind of uh, sum it up and, and to answer your question is really, if you want to have a sort of a, uh, a vacation where or a cruise vacation where you want to try a little bit of everything yeah. I think the Oasis class offers that absolutely yeah. and Harmony is going to yeah. bridge that gap quite a bit with a yeah. lot of the quantum class and features. I'm going to be involved in the Harmony too so I'm looking forward for that That's and great. we're going to have new things on the Harmony as well Yeah, you know the slides is going to be a big feature absolutely big feature um, then we have, uh, you know, we're going to have the uh, the H2O zone is going to convert it for the little ones as well. Yep. There's a different area there as too. Um, then we have the, the Great Abyss in the back of the ship too, which is uh, something we are still working with. And, yeah. and, you know, none of us know yet how it's going to operate, but it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Cool. So, uh, and we got great shows. You know, we got Greece, signed yep. up for Greece now. And I heard that uh, recently on announcement that, um, that we have uh, this gentleman that was uh, dancing with the stars. Oh, Carlos Vega. Vega. Yeah. Vega Pena, yeah, he's yeah. apparently going to be there as well. So wonderful. We're looking forward for that. You know, it's going to be great. So yeah, there's a little so little things there. I'm going to ask you the hard questions now. You ready okay. for these? All right. Sure. I mean, a lot of times people, you know, we, we love talking about favorites, right? Things that really you like, and you live on this ship literally, so you're yeah. here all the time. I mean, there are crew areas, but you like to uh, all crew members <laughs> like to enjoy yeah. some of the public spots. So I'm going to ask you some. Kind of quick fire questions on your favorite things about the ship, and you just tell me what comes to mind. So, if you're going, if we're going to dinner right now, you got to pick a restaurant on board. What's your pick? Izumi. Izumi. Especially the new Izumi. That that's something I forgot to mention previously is we actually move from deck 16 down to deck number yes. four. And not only do we offer Izumi, we offer another experience with the new Izumi. It's the Tepanaki, mm-hmm. which is you know like if you go to Benihana right, or something in yep. Ibachi. So, and that's really interactive. It's a lot of fun. You know, people love it. You know, people line up actually to go to the Abachi. And we only have three tables. We only have 24 seats. And we've had to squeeze in another session <laughs> because the, the, the demand is just so high. You Absolutely. Know? It's amazing. But, you know, I really like you. You know, I really like... Uh, yeah, Chef Travis did an amazing job. Yeah. Did, did you go to the... Um, did you go to the the other sake? Yeah, no, no. I, I tried. Was, to. I had one fifty Central Park booked uh, already, but I, no, I, I, I I I read it on your blog. It was very good. You know, one fifty. You know, it's it's really different. It's 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 very difficult for me to say. You know what? Um, I like this one. I like all of them. Of course, yeah. I can't go to what day them. is it? Right? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But uh, but I think from all of them, I really and I'm a big sushi fan. You love know? sushi. All right, we're on the yeah. same page on that. Yeah, I like that answer. I love sushi. Yeah. Uh, favorite port of call. For the protocol from the ones we are doing now, or any, you take any of them, anyone? I like the Med. I, I like the Caribbean. Don't get me wrong, but you know the Caribbean is go to the yeah. beach, enjoy, have fun, have a little bit of shopping. But I'm more into the history thing. I think Florence is absolutely beautiful. Sure, and uh, I like Portofino as well. It's very beautiful as well. I like, very good. I love those two. Yeah. Very good. Um, favorite drink? 
Uh, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Scotch, yeah. Like that. Black. Black, I was going to ask you which yeah, one, yeah. yeah. Classic choice. You know, start with a black and go all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, what's your favorite song on the radio today? What's your jam? When they play up, to, what, maybe a song up on the pool deck they play for you, or uh, no, they don't, they don't really play for me these guys. But uh, <laughs> hail to the chief! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know the, what the band used to do is um, Greg, the Greg Carg is our uh, musical director, and he's going to be our musical director as well on the on the harmony. And Greg used to do when they introduced the office, the captain introduces the office. He actually got the band to play the Portuguese national anthem. Oh know? wow! Like a little bit of it. it was yeah. like, I didn't even know. I didn't even ask. So when I went on stage and I heard, I'm like. That's the Portuguese nice music. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's really good. No, I didn't really have a. I mean, I have my own favorite, favorite. songs, of course. What's your favorite song? I mean, give me a song. Someone that uh, I'm a. Like. Um, what, what's the name of this band? Um, you know, the, the song is called "Don't Stop Believing." It's um, Journey. Journey, yes. Yeah. Uh, I recently wasn't recent. Was last year actually. We had a band that came to play here because one of our guest entertainers could not make it to the ship. He had an accident, unfortunately. He's fine now. Okay. Uh, but we had a, a band that stepped in, and it's called Resurrection, mm -hmm. which is a tribute to Journey. And I'm like, oh, wow. wow, that is an amazing opportunity. And these guys, I mean, it's like, you know, I still have goosebumps just listening to these guys because exactly <laughs> the same. Like it. Yeah. it was amazing. And then I went backstage, and I spoke to the guys in a little bit and took some pictures in there. I'm, I'm you know, I'm from the 80s, so... You know, eighty eight, you know, eighty yeah, eight music, jam. you know, and nineties as well. But yeah, yeah, I liked, uh, I liked that band. You know, it's a great right. band. Well, John Mandoka, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here about everything about Lord of the Seas. Very good, my pleasure. And I hope to see that some of our listeners will be coming and uh, going our website and maybe booking with our travel agents. And uh, we look forward. And thank you very much. Thank you. It's the best part of my week. It's when I got to talk to you about Royal Caribbean, and we answer your Royal Caribbean emails. We've got some great ones this week, so let's jump right into it. First up, we've got an email from Brian Robinson who writes, Matt, I wanted to write you a brief review of our experience on board Independence of the Seas. My review is two parts. As you know, we got married on board Independence. Congratulations, by the way, Brian. I'm going to stop right there. Congratulations. I was following along on Facebook. The pictures looked amazing, and of course, that's obviously a big moment in your life. So congratulations once again, Brian. Anyway, back to Brian's email. This is our first time driving to Port Everglades. As every other cruise, we've taken the shuttle from the hotel. There was a parking lot close to Terminal 18, terminal that's used for Oasis and Alert. However, the signage to alert drivers for this was lacking. Was scheduled uh, to meet our wedding coordinator between 11 and 11.30. I dropped everyone off in the time slot. I proceeded to the parking lot and waiting for our non-cruise guests to show up to the parking lot so we can come in together. Uh, one mistake I made was not truly verifying before we left for our cruise the printing that said sail pass. Through the TSA checkpoint, it would have been a whole lot easier having that. At that point, our non-sailing guests were escorted to the holding area where we would meet up. We were escorted to check in. The process was very smooth. Within minutes, we were getting our pictures taken for set sail passes. We walked into the holding room where the ship wasn't cleared for boarding. On our coordinator, learned that our prior cruise was a charter and two guests were roaming the ship. This lasted until 12.40 p.m. And my wife and I were now getting a little concerned as the wedding schedule was supposed to begin uh, at 12.30. Finally, the ship was cleared to board. I and I rushed towards the front of the line on board. We rushed to our stadium so we could change for the wedding. We booked a junior suite for us and for an inside room for the kids, ages 15, 11, and 10. As we finished getting ready, Anna called us to check on us and also let us know that right uh, on board, the computer went down. If it had happened before we got on, so I think we if it had happened earlier, we both would have lost our minds. With the wedding package we purchased, we got a photographer for an hour. Plus, we got 20 photos burned onto a CD to print later. We also purchased a wedding cake and cold refreshments package. This included coffee, water, and tea. 
The reception was held in the Viking Crown Lounge, which was closed just for us. After the reception was done, we went around for a few locations with the photographer to take more photos. Our non-cruising guests were escorted off the ship at about 2 p.m. After their departure, we proceeded to the Windjammer to eat. Now for the two oldest kids, was this is their first cruise, we were looking forward to experiencing the cruise through their eyes. After we finished eating at the Windjammer, we had mustard drill, and we had sailed on Liberty the Seas last year, and there were some real differences. First one is about the drill. On Liberty, they would scan the back of our CPAS card to account for everyone. However, in Independence, they had a paper manifest they went off of. So now we're ready to set sail, or are we? We have it said that, and I know you've said it, it's better to be on a cruise even if it doesn't leave port. However, how many people are truly ready for that to happen? Finally, after a four-hour delay, on a side note, the captain tried to keep us updated. A very good positive is my wife really enjoys the Periscope much more than I do. And in her words, she won uh, on Cruise Countdown as we were on the cruise and when everyone was brought up got married. For us, we learned that we really feel the vacation had really started when we set sail. In a way, it's a little more difficult for us to attend a set sail party when the ship is in port. I know this isn't the case for everyone. Now onto Adventure Ocean. We did a tour before the sailing. They combined Adventures and Voyagers, ages 6 to 8 and 9 11, together every day. We took them up there. This, is be, this became an issue for us as our kids didn't enjoy being grouped together with younger kids. Another issue for us is a lot of activities the kids did not want from 6.45 to 10 p.m. Even if you had traditional dining, 6 p.m. is really difficult to make uh, for a start time. Now, our 15-year-old loved freedom, so we gave him. So he got a sea compass just for activities for teenagers. And Brian actually has a really uh, very in-depth uh, review here. And Brian, actually, I would recommend... If you can, post this review over on our Royal Caribbean blog message boards because uh, this is really good information. He goes really day by day and breaking this all down. I really wanted to talk about the wedding aspect because that was all on day one. I think a lot of people always have you know comments and questions about that. And I really love that you were able to share that experience. I was able to experience a Royal Caribbean wedding on board. Not mine, <laughs> but a friend of mine. Uh, Annette, actually, who's been on this podcast a couple different times. She got married on Freedom of the Seas, and we had a similar experience there. And it sounded like you had a guys had a great time. I saw the photos on Facebook, so... Brian, congratulations again, and thank you for sharing your email. Uh, next, we have an email from Maddie. He writes, my name is Maddie. I am nine years old. I went my first cruise a few months ago, and I miss being on the ship. I love to watch videos of Royal Caribbean and your podcast. Your fan, Maddie. Maddie, love it. First of all, I love that at nine, you were totally into Royal Caribbean already. You were way ahead of them when I was, because I didn't even get to it until I was at least a teenager, and I didn't even appreciate it until I was much older. So you, my dear, are on the right path, and thank you so much for checking out the podcast. And you know what, what I love to do? Maybe you do this as well. I love going on YouTube and looking up YouTube videos of Royal Caribbean well, anything. Maybe it's the ship I'm going on next. Maybe it's the ship I've already been on. Maybe I just set the filter to show me new videos that have been uploaded recently. Maddie, if you're anything like me, you will love this because it's it's fun to be able to go watch those videos, right? And it's that virtual fix. That's what it's all about, right? Love it. Thank you so much for the email, Maddie. Next up, we have an email from Christy, who writes, Thank you for always putting out such a great content about everything Royal Caribbean. We're selling an anthem of the season in a few months, and I just noticed the multi-night dining package is available on the cruise planner. Can you help me decipher how these work? Do you get to choose which restaurants you get to dine at? When I read the description, it seems like they both uh, they, they choose one restaurant for you, and you book the rest on board. What if I don't want to eat the one that they choose? Does the chef's table apply to these packages? And can you buy the package on board so that you can use your onboard credit? Seems like a great way to save money, but not sure what flexibility provides. Thank you for your help, as always. Christy, love the email. Good question. Of course, we talked a little bit about this last week, but 
you know what? Let's answer them because you never know. Maybe I missed something last week. So a couple things. You do need to purchase this ahead of time online. This is not something I've seen available on board. The idea is that Royal Caribbean wants to get people booking their restaurants in advance and get those numbers up. So that kind of, I hope that makes some sense there. So Royal Caribbean will choose a restaurant for you that'll be on either night one or night two. The thing is you are allowed to change it provided there is availability. So let's say you booked the package, Royal Caribbean books you Giovanni's table, and you'd rather go to Chop's Grill. Well, that's all right. What you need to do is once you get on board, and this can only be done on board the ship, you go to Chop's Grill or any other specialty restaurant you'd like to dine at and say, hey, I've got the dining package. This will be a Giovanni's. Can I switch it to Chop's or Sabor or you're going on Anthem of the Seas? Maybe you want to go to Izumi. Regardless, they'll be able to assist you with that and make the change for you, uh, provided, again, there is availability. Now, the only risk, and I, and I, it is a risk, but it's not a major risk, is, of course, you might not be, being that you're waiting for getting on board the ship, you may not get the exact day and time you want. Maybe it's day one, but it's at 7.30 p.m. instead of the 6 o'clock p.m. you were hoping for. I mean, that's just, you know, it's whatever they have available, but... In, in practice, Christy, I think you're going to have a lot of luck with this. Usually these restaurants, especially on night one and night two, are not terribly crowded. So, again, you'll have some a little bit of flexibility there, and I wouldn't really lose too much sleep about it. The other restaurants, yes, you do plan the rest when you get on board there, so pretty straightforward. And, you know, the basically the benefit of this package is simple. The benefit is you get an opportunity to lock in a price for three, four, or five specialty restaurants for less money. Now, the onboard credit thing, no, you won't be able to use your onboard credit for this, but that frees up your onboard credit for other things, like maybe you're going to buy the drink package on board, or maybe you're going to use the onboard credit for a spa, shore excursion. I, I can just tell you, Christy, from personal experience, there is no way you cannot spend onboard credit. It's very easy to spend onboard credit, in fact. I've never had that problem. So... Unless you've got a gargantuan amount of onboard credit or you're planning on not, not spending any money else uh, on board, I think you'll be okay pre-purchasing the, the restaurant package and then going for it that way. Or you forego the package, have a little more flexibility, and get the the dining uh, once you're on board and reserve it there. And again, I've, I've said on all my Royal Caribbean ships, I, have, I think there's been only one time that I was ever turned away from a restaurant when they said, I'm sorry, sir, we cannot take you this evening. That was Chop's Grill on Brilliance of the Seas on formal night. And it was the only time I was quite honestly shocked because every other time and every other sailing I've never had that option occur, but, you know, uh, take it as uh, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you're flex, whatever you're comfortable in terms of risk. So, Christy, love the email. Thank you so much. And of course, thank you to everybody for checking out the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Love that we get a chance each and every week to talk Royal Caribbean with all of you. And I'd love to hear your emails as well. Email me, Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Matt at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Until next week, I'm Matt Hotchberg. We'll talk again soon.